Welcome to the Davy Tree Expert Companies podcast, Talking Trees. I'm your host, Doug Oster. Each week, our expert arborists share advice on seasonal tree care, how to make your trees thrive, arborists' favorite trees, and much, much more. Tune in every Thursday to learn more, because here at the Talking Trees podcast, we know trees are the answer. I'm joined this week by Isaiah Smalt. He's Assistant District Manager in the Rochester, New York office of the Davy Tree Expert Company. And today we're talking all about getting trees ready for winter. How are you doing, Isaiah? I am doing very well today. Thank you, Doug. How are you doing? I'm doing good, except you might hear uh, some of your colleagues in the background cutting down a big oak tree over my garage. Uh, my local arborist was looking at it and said, Hey, did that thing leaf out last year? I said, barely. He goes, it's got to go. And so they'll be chipping in the background. So you might hear that. Uh, no problem. Friendly and welcome noise. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's talk about when, when you're thinking about getting trees ready for winter, what's the first thing that comes to mind for you? Well, I think about a holistic approach to tree care. So, you know, getting, getting ready for the fall needs to... There needs to be some things that are happening all year before that. But mainly when I'm thinking about, about fall time, I think about what the type of tree is, what could be happening over the winter, uh, and what are some treatments or some, let's call it best practices, that we can be doing possibly in the winter time to help out. So how about watering? Does that come into this, watering? Yeah, Um Watering will come in. It depends. You got new plants that just, you know, went into the ground earlier in the fall. Do they need some watering? Do you have some evergreens, you know, something that possibly could dry out over the winter time that you want to get them a little extra water? It's something to think about. It should be part of the conversation when you're looking at your landscape. Yeah, you know, when I always think of young trees, getting them ready for winter, that's the first thing I think about is just being sure they have what they need before the ground freezes solid. But as you said, it's even more important for evergreens, huh? Yeah. You know, the, the way their root system is uh, and they can, they can dry out a little bit over the winter time. You know, you want to get them some water and especially if they're new plants, you want to think about things as well going into winter like an anti-desiccant, help that tree hold the moisture a little bit longer, um, help that tree, you know, do, do its best with whatever is going to be coming at it weather-wise. Is that something I should like spray onto my rhododendrons? Uh, and, and, uh, or what are you thinking about? Tell me about that anti-desiccant, how that works and, and why it's important. Well, it helps the tree not not lose its water and evergreen it's very important because you know it, it's an evergreen once it kind of dries out and gets brown you're gonna you're gonna play heck trying to get that ever to come back that'd be a slow process you know the anti-desiccant allows the tree to hold a little bit more of that moisture um and when i think about it i like to do it uh we do it a lot around this area for things like arborvitaes you know, green giants, things like that, um, and, and newer plants. You could do it on you could do it on your roadies, um, but but for me, it's more of an arb and a new plant. Okay. Uh, and then, of course, 
you know, before winter, we want to look up and down at our trees, right? To see what's going on. All the time from the ground, the ground up and from the tips down, you know, you got your case with the oak that's being worked on uh, at your house right now. Very important to be checking those trees. Also very important if you want to do any kind of pruning, especially on oaks, you want to be looking at that in the dormant season. And that's another part that goes hand in hand with your watering, your fertilization, your treatments. You always want to be checking those canopies as well. Now, so here you're talking to the guy who hosts the Talking Trees podcast who didn't notice that his giant oak right over his garage was in severe decline. And this is my point is why you need to have a certified arborist come to your property. Because even a guy like me, I, I should know better. I should be looking up. I should be looking down. <laughs> Thank goodness my arborist, you know, he's coming. He was coming here for another job. And he just, he pulled me aside. He goes, that thing, man, it, it's it's not looking good. It's going to have to go. And like, like we talked about, they're taking that down today. And it's a relief, brother, I'm telling you, because it's been dropping branches and all sorts of stuff. Oh, yeah. I don't doubt it. That that plays back into that holistic idea, at least for me. When I'm going out on properties in the fall, heck, I might be talking to somebody about how we did on their lawn that year. But I like to take time to survey the property, walk through it, talk about changes that have been happening. And if you have anything that is quickly catching my eye, you know, like a tree that's in decline or like, hey, you got new plants over in the corner, you're starting a privacy hedge, whatever it is. Those are the things. That's why you need the arborist. Takes a walk and talk with you, he or she, and you can get some of those problems, uh, you know, kind of make them near misses. And you mentioned pruning, and we've talked about this a lot on the show, about certainly not touching elms or oaks until they are dormant. In this case, the tree's dead. You know, it, it was a some kind of canker issue or something. It's, it's gone. But we want to wait on certain trees to prune, right? But winter can be a good time to prune? Yeah. Winter can be a great time to prune, like, like your oaks or your elms, because, you know, you're dealing in those colder temperatures, so there's less of a less of a chance for the transmission of something like an oak wilt, you know. But also, when you start looking at dormant pruning just for your landscape overall, you know, it's good for the health of the tree. But, hey, it's also okay and great for the homeowner or the client because we're out taking care of things for them during the winter months that, now it might not be on the plate for spring. It might not be on the plate for summer for them as well when they want to be out enjoying the yard and doing, you know, having your parties, having your graduations, all that kind of stuff. We take care of it in the winter. You get the enjoyment in the spring and the summer. Now, as we're coming into winter, is this a time to fertilize or not? Or, or are we done with that? Well, fertilization, you want to be doing in the fall going into winter yes you can do it or also thinking about it in the springtime going into the summer so we for where i'm at we're up western new york uh you know pretty far north right up on the lakes up there we still do fertilization right up right up into november now that's all weather depending too the ground has to be okay 
you know, not frozen um, for you to be able to do any kind of fertilization injection. But yes, you can do them right in the fall. And is part of getting trees for winter also involve mulching? You can. Um, we do a lot of our mulching uh, in the spring, but mulching is a good idea just as another one of those health tips and another one of those best practices, you know, that's going to help the tree hold that moisture. The mulches is also going to, you know, it's a little barrier and a little reminder for any kind of work that's happening in those months. Say you got some plowing happening, you know, moving snow out of the way, you hit a mulch barrier and that tells you you got trees coming, you know. In your climate, uh, Western New York, when does tree planting stop or does it? Do you have to wait until a certain time or are you still planting? No, we... uh we're lucky right now. The past couple of weeks have been unseasonably warm. And they're also calling that it's going to continue for at least another week or so. But we like to get the, the planting wrapped up earlier in the fall. Right now we're doing some finishing touches on things. Um, but we like to do the planting a little bit earlier in the fall. And then we like to to open up the season in the spring with planting as well. All right. So I'm really right. cheap and uh, all the nurseries still have some tree stock. Do you think in Pittsburgh zone five, six, I could get away with mm -hmm. a tree in just to save some money on it. Cause they want to get rid of them. I think if you wanted to do that, um, you're going to want to be hand in hand with your arborist again. Um, because you're going to want to be paying attention to the nuances to what's happening with the tree and what type of tree it is. You know, you're going to want to know what type of trees are going to need what care. If you're putting a tree in later in the season right now, what specifically it's going to need going into the winter. But then also it's important to have that arborist there because you want to have it planted properly as well. You give the tree the best chance going into the winter. And so when we do get into winter and we have one of those snowstorms or even an ice storm, what is your opinion as far as like knocking that snow off or knocking that ice off? Do you do that or do we, or are you going to do more damage by doing that? Or is it just case by case? It's really case by case. So, you know, it depends on whether you're looking at, a mature tree in my mind too, versus a tree that you're starting to establish those bigger, older oaks, let's say for an example, you know, those are, those are a tree that you're going to want to be taken care of. So it's thinned properly. It's pruned properly. If it needs anything else, cabling, bracing, so it can take on that weather and that snow load. Um, your newer plants, let's say it's a young evergreen or it's a low ground cover, um, you can monitor that and yeah, you can knock some snow off of that if you wish. So tell me a little bit about how this job's right for you. How'd you get into it? I got into this job, uh, by pure luck. I was actually a school teacher and I needed a summertime job and I came and got hired at the local office and I got the opportunity to start in landscape. And then 
one of the sales team came out and said, Hey, you ever run a chainsaw? And, uh, asked me what I knew about trees, which at that time was pretty close to nothing. Uh, and he said, I think, uh, boy, I think you could, you could be a great asset if you wanted to learn how to do tree work. So after a couple months of landscaping, I switched to tree work and then I fell in love with it. I fell right in love with it. And after doing that for about a month, it was coming to the end of the summer. I called up my principal and superintendent and said, Hey, I, I have an opportunity here to do something that uh, I've never felt the passion about anything else, even teaching the way I feel about this. And luckily that winter, another great break, they had an advanced arborist training, which Davey does a couple times a year. And my manager said, I think you should go to that and learn a little bit more. And after that, I've just taken every opportunity Davey has given me. I've taken it and said, yes, what can I do with it? And I've ran with it. So what is it that, that is there a way to explain what it is that, that gives you this passion? Because that's really cool. Boy, I think initially it was, well, I don't know if I have a good answer for that. Initially, I think it was the guys I was working with and the people who I was working for is what really drew me in. And then as I learned my craft and I started to fine tune things and I got these uh, other opportunities, it almost seemed like a different connection with nature. I don't know how to explain it, but being up in the top of a tree pruning or being up, you know, doing a monster removal. There was no, I've never had a feeling like it. I think it's the greatest job that exists. You know, Isaiah, it's so funny you could you say that because I went out to talk to the guys that are working on my tree and I saw them up in that bucket. Yep. And my knees shake just from looking up at the bucket and the winds are just, just barely blowing, but that's enough for me to, to have a, a shiver down my spine. But they the guys on the ground were both telling me the same thing you just told me, uh, how much they enjoy it. And, you know, we all know with Davey, safety's first. And uh, I, I feel so lucky to have these guys from Davey working and, and to watch them with the ropes and pulleys. And, you know, a friend of mine came over and I said, watch this. And I, it's, it's just amazing. If you, before I let you go, Tell me a little bit about what you get out of working with your clients and with your customers, that part of your job. That is, uh, takes me back to probably why I initially uh, was teaching. It allows me to develop a relationship with people who want to understand more about trees and want to understand more about the landscape, their landscape. And I've been lucky enough that I've, gained a certain amount of knowledge that I can help, you know, them out. And that's where, you know, the relationship initially starts. And then a, a lot of my client interactions, it's it built into to other things, you know, where I'm the guy that they want to see. I'm the guy they want to come out and look at their oak, to look at their grass, to be there uh, in the fall and in the spring. It's another, it's another connection uh that it just makes it so worthwhile all right i have i like to pick uh, the brains of arborists and we always preface this with right tree right place but 
You got anything in your head there that you're thinking, boy, I love this tree and it should be planted more when you could find the right spot for it. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I could, if I could suggest it because a tree, the tree that I love just because of the way it behaves is actually a larch. And I don't know, uh, there's quite a few groves of them up here that, that get the beautiful gold and stuff. But I don't know if people would have the same eye and the same appreciation, you know, when we get into the winter months of it, you know, dropping needles and things like that. But, boy, I, I think they're just a fantastic tree. Well, Isaiah, you're, you're preaching to the choir here. I've got a Don Redwood out there that's 100, oh, excellent. 100 foot tall. And those... Uh, needles or leaves, whatever you call them are starting to turn and uh it's my favorite tree on the property so i, I think we're kindred, i think we're kindred spirits when it comes to trees that we love <laughs> that is fantastic that is another great tree all right isaiah i'm gonna leave it right there thanks for everything thanks for schooling us on what to do before winter and just great information uh, i'm sure we'll talk yeah. again thank you so much oh. Thank you very much. You have a great day. I love that story about how Isaiah found his way to arbor culture. I hope you did too. Now tune in every Thursday to the Talking Trees podcast from the Davy Tree Expert Company. I am your host, Doug Oster. Next week, we're talking all about innovative sustainability initiatives being planned for Davy's new SEED campus, which breaks ground soon. SEED stands for Science, Employee Education, and Development. It's going to be a fascinating show. Do me a favor, subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss an episode. And as always, we'd like to remind you on the Talking Trees podcast, trees are the answer.